0: Welcome to another episode of the Back Row Raskin Show. So we're going to be talking about some players and some coaches' remarks and quotes from training camp. Pretty, uh, pretty good stuff, pretty intriguing stuff. Hope you guys enjoy. The first player I want to talk about is Jimmy Moreland. On an interview with Julie Donaldson, Jimmy Moreland was talking about his growth from last year to this year. He remembers coming into camp with that car that he couldn't get in from the driver's side. He had to get in from the other side. And obviously, he's probably already changed his car. Um, So that's the perks of the NFL. You know, you come in, you get your feet wet, and you play a season, and then you start to really take care of yourself financially so I'm pretty sure that he's rewarded himself with a brand new car but that's besides the point Um, uh, Jimmy Warland was talking about the biggest difference that he saw last year was the speed of the game you know yes he came from a small school so he says that he has a chip on the shoulder to you know produce being from a small school he should have went to a big school he was saying but you know he didn't get Uh, offers to a big school so he went to the school that um, he wanted to go and a school that accepted him so he had 18 picks and um, he ran six of them back for touchdown so he said that in training camp um, he had lots of big plays lots of big numbers but (laughs) when he got into the game for the first time it was totally different so game speed was his biggest thing that he noticed Um, also um he's talked to Dwayne Haskins um he got to intercept Dwayne Haskins a lot <laughs> last season and Dwayne was talking to him saying that he's not going to intercept any of his passes this year so you know Jimmy Jimmy Moreland says that he's a competitor as well as Dwayne Haskins being a competitor so um that's very good to see um even though he has a small stature he plays bigger than what he is and i believe that Jimmy Moreland is going to be a very good corner in the NFL um he's going to be a solid starter In the future, um, he can play the slot, and I believe he can play outside. He's more than just a slot corner. Um, He's going to help out on special teams as well as, um, you know, being available to play all three corner spots and even being available to play safety. I remember last year there were some rumors that he might play some free safety. Um, So we'll see what happens this season. You know, Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio is all about versatility. So I'm excited to see what Jimmy Moreland does. Um, He's coming in bigger, stronger. He's been working out with his uh, personal trainer, and um, he's excited to be around the guys. Next player I want to talk about is Ruben Foster. Um, Ruben Foster is a guy that, when healthy, is one of what uh, I won't say one of the best linebackers in the NFL because he has not played that much in the NFL, but he's definitely an intriguing prospect and he has a lot to offer. Linebackers coach, um, they're excited for him this season. Um, Steve Ross was talking about. You know, you don't know when you're going to when you're going to get an opportunity, but you had better be prepared. So that's what Ruben Foster has been doing. He's been in the film room. He's working on himself. He's working on his physicality. And while he's doing all the stuff, the uh, team is making sure that mentally he's ready. They putting him in positions to where. He can get acclimated with the playbook. He can can get acclimated with a scheme. So what the coaches are doing is they'll give him a scenario or a play, and then Ruben will tell the coaches where where he's supposed to be lined up on the field, what he's supposed to see. So mentally, Ruben Foster's definitely getting ready. They're treating him as if he's going to be on the field. The next player I want to talk about is Thomas Davis Sr. Um, This guy is just a professional. Um, He's one of the best in all of football at his position for many years. And people always say, does he have anything left in the tank? He has plenty left in the tank. He led the Chargers last year in tackles. Um, Yes, he's entering his 16th season, but he brings so much to the team than just uh, stats and tackles. He's going to bring leadership. He's going to teach these young um, linebackers how to play this game, and he's pretty much going to be another coach on the field. He knows Ron Rivera's system, and when he was asked um, why he struggled with the Chargers' uh, system, learning their offense, I mean, learning their, their defense, even though this guy led the team in tackles, he still admitted that he struggled to learn their system because, you know, he's played particular way for 15 years or 14 plus years and then you you know switch it up on him so um, this system you know he knows it Um, he's going to be a guy that's going to help all these young guys get acclimated with the playbook he's going to kind of teach these guys little tricks and trades that he's learned over his career so This signing right here was a pretty good signing and for the value of the price that we get him. Yes, it's a one-year deal. He's going to come in, teach these guys, and do not be surprised if you see Thomas Davis Sr. as a coach in the future with the Redskins. Keep an eye out for that. So I'm going to get into uh, what the wide receiver coach was saying about some of the wide receivers. So let's start with Antonio Gandy-Golden. So they were, um, you know, the media was asking um, the wide receiver coach, how does Antonio Gandy-Golden fit in with the current receivers that we have? The coach was saying that he's a big body. He has range and he's long. He has ball skills. He plays faster than his 40 time. You know, everybody looks at the 40 time and just think that that's the most important thing for a receiver. Everybody wants speed, but like I've always said, straight line speed is definitely different from game speed. And the coach was saying that his game speed is definitely faster, and that um, that um, Antonio Gandy Golden was keeping up with people that have 43 and 44 speed. And, um, you know, he was talking about his 15-yard route running, um, you know, is, is is that same speed? Is that 4-3, four, 4-4 four, four speed? So, don't worry about, you know, his slower time in the uh, combine. Antonio Gandy-Golden is going to be fine from what the wide receiver coach is telling us. Um, he also said that Antonio Gandy-Golden um, has great stride, great length. Uh, he can play. Uh, him in multiple areas on the field. Um, They really liked what they saw out of him, um, you know, in this uh, short time at camp. And they're only going to, you know, teach him and groom him and coach him and kind of clean up any rough edges that they see. And that's the beauty of having position coaches. They're there to kind of guide each player to make them the best that they can be. You know what I'm saying? So I understand we had a lot of success with uh, Steven Sims Jr. last year, but the coach that coached him is no longer here. So this coach has to come in and make a name for himself. Um, he also said that bigger players have had big success in uh, system downfield, so big targets. Um, they want to get the ball to AGG. They see him as more than a red zone target. They're going to throw some deep balls to AGG from what the coach is saying so that's exciting to know that we have a big target that has good speed that can get down the field they can use him inside they can use him outside um it's going to be very very interesting to see um how agg is used we don't know what he's going to bring to the table we are all excited we're all eager <laughs> to kind of see him in his full capacity but I do believe that he's going to be a very, very good player in the NFL. Yes, he's another guy kind of like Jimmy Moreland playing in a smaller school. You talk about, well, he he didn't play any competition, blah, blah, blah. But when he did play that competition at Liberty, he dominated and he did what he was supposed to do. So Antonio Gandy-Golden, wide receiver that we got in the fourth round, could possibly be a steal for us if not this year in a couple years to come. So I'm excited to see what Antonio Gandy-Golden can do. And with no Kelvin Harmon, that means it's nothing but opportunity for Gandy-Golden to ball out. I understand that we've signed um, Don Terrell uh, Inman. A lot of fans don't like him. I like him. He's solid. Um, He's 6'2", has good size. Um, Not necessarily fast, but he has good hands. And um, he's going to be a guy that's going to be available for Haskins. Um, he's sure handed from other um, teams that he's played for. Um, he played with the Chargers, played with the Colts. Um, Andrew Luck loved him. Philip Rivers loved him. Like I said, he's a sure handed guy. And um, when he was on those teams, he operated more in the slot. So like I said earlier, our coach loves versatility. So just because Inman is brought in to possibly play on the outside. Don't be surprised if you see him on the inside as well. So um, I'm I'm really liking what we're doing at wide receiver. Yes, it's not the best wide receiving core out there. It's not the best wide receiving group out there. But who knows? They're all going to grow with Haskins. And as long as Haskins is protected, I am sure that Haskins will put the ball to where his receivers can get the ball. So the wide receiver coach continued to talk about the wide receivers and the wide receiver coach's name is Jim Hollister. So Jim Hollister said about Terry McLaurin that he's going to be moved all around. He's going to be moved um, outside, inside, and they want to expand what Terry McLaurin can do. They want to expand that route tree. And I'm excited about that because just imagine Terry McLaurin in the slot. They can do a lot of different things with Terry McLaurin being in the slot. So I'm excited. I think that's the next evolution of Terry McLaurin's play. You know, he did very, very good last year as our only wide receiver, really, to produce consistently through the whole season. And then now you want to move him all over the place that's going to be awesome and we'll see if the top corners travel with him you know a lot of corners don't travel with wide receivers but regardless Terry McLaurin was able to ball on any corner that was in front of him the guy is special the guy is going to be a superstar in this league and I'm excited that he is on our squad so um, I made a bold prediction on Twitter, when I read this report, I said, if Terry McLaurin is going to be moved all over the place, then I can definitely see a hundred catches this season. Um, that's my bold prediction and it can happen because outside of Terry McLaurin, yes, we have Steve Sims and we have rookie Antonio Gandy-Golden and Donchell Inman and a few other young guys. Terry McLaurin is pretty much by far the best receiver on this team. So I see him being targeted heavily, heavily this season. So the coach also talked about Terry McLaurin's speed. He was surprised to see how fast uh, Terry McLaurin can get to different spots on the field. You know, until you've seen this guy play, you, you don't realize how fast he is. Not only did he have blazing straight line speed at the combine this guy had even more amazing game time speed I mean Terry McLaurin was literally two long touchdowns away from having an 1100 yard season this year and nine touchdowns so don't forget that he was (laughs) he was overthrown underthrown I mean this guy could have literally had 12 touchdowns last year he could have literally had 1200 yards but because of the quarterback play, he wasn't able to display what he can really do. So Jim is out here just marveling at what Terry McLaurin can do and just kind of like just seeing his speed and what he can do. And he's excited. So um, Jim also talked about Antonio Gibson. Um, he said that Antonio Gibson is comfortable playing wide receiver and that he's going to be an issue for the defense. I do believe that. And um, Antonio Gibson is a pretty big guy um he's six feet tall and he's over 200 pounds so he's not no little guy um he's gonna be able to eat in a slot they can possibly put him outside he has very good speed so it'll be interesting to see how he's used you can run jet sweeps you can you know run wheel routes (laughs) especially if he's in the backfield I mean, you can run all kind of exotic routes. And then if you have Antonio Gibson on a linebacker, it's, it's, it's lights out. It's, it's over. So um, you're going to uh, uh, see him all over the field. The coach is trying to move his receivers all over the field. He wants his receivers to learn every position. And like I said, the theme is being versatile, being versatile. So they'll continue to, you know, quote that and say that. So, um, I'm excited for Antonio Gandy-Golden. I'm excited for Antonio Gibson. And we, we are all excited for Terry McLaurin. So, guys, um, I heard some pretty exciting news Brandon Sheriff was talking in, in an interview and he was saying that he's not worried about the contract talks right now. He's not worried about the money stuff. The goal, he said, is to be a Redskin for life or a Washington football team player for life. I'm sorry guys, it's going to take me a while to kind of get used to this new name, but um the goal for Sheriff is to be in Washington forever. So With that being said, at least we know that he's committed to being here. It'll just be up to the front office to get that done. I do believe the front office will get some deal done. But it's exciting to see that Brandon Sheriff wants to be here. And for him, the end goal is to retire in Washington. So I'm excited about that. Um, Another player that um, I'm excited to see this year um, out of the wide receiving group is Stephen Sims Jr. Steven Sims Jr. is a player that we were able to grab last year as an undrafted free agent. And what hurts this season is not having a preseason is just very hard to evaluate other players. What if there's a better Steven Sims Jr. caliber player? Not necessarily a wide receiver, but maybe a player that plays another position that's very good, that just needs an opportunity, will training can't be enough will practices be enough will padded practices be enough so it'll be interesting to see what happens there but back to steven sims uh junior man i i'm so intrigued to see how he plays this season um he's a guy that operates in space um if if the team can get him some get him some screens um some runs like he did against the against the patriots last year um In the return game, I'm just glad that we have somebody on special teams that can now return kicks and punts because that was a void that was missing when we lost Jamison Crowder. Now, granted that in the early career of Jamison Crowder, he was very good at returning kicks and punts. And then in the later years, he wasn't as good. You know, it just seems like when he got more opportunities to be you know to play more wide receiver to gain more uh uh, targets and catches and things of that nature it seemed like you know he started to get hurt so maybe it was like maybe his body couldn't take the special team stuff and the wide receiver wide receiver work so I just hope that as Steve Sims progresses as a wide receiver maybe you don't give him a lot of responsibilities on special teams what i'm saying is if steve sims is going to be our number two maybe number three wide receiver this year that means we are dependent on him being available and to be available means that you got to be healthy so um we'll see if the coaching staff takes away some of his special team's work maybe He just returns kickoffs and not punts. Maybe he returns punts and not kickoffs. I don't remember him doing a lot of kickoffs last year. I don't even think he did kickoffs last year, but you get the point. Um, We need him healthy. (laughs) We need him available because we are already thin at wide receiver. But Steve Sims is a guy that, you know, he can go anywhere between 60 to 80 catches. He can go anywhere between. 600 to 800 yards and maybe five to seven touchdowns okay you guys let me know what you guys think you guys let me know what you guys think steve sims numbers are going to look like but he's definitely going to be fun to work with in this offense this offense is going to be very very uh very very nice it's definitely going to be better than what we had last year if you want to just take a glimpse of this offense go look at curtis samuels in the Panthers offense. I see Steve Sims as our version of Curtis Samuels. All right, guys, the next player I want to talk about is Kendall Fuller. Uh, Kendall, Fuller Kendall Fuller had his own uh, presser uh, the other day. And he was talking about that he believes that Ron Rivera removed the pull uh, the ping pong table uh, from the uh, locker room because he was going to, you know, beat a lot of guys. And uh, he calls himself the ping pong champion. So, yeah, the ping pong table is gone. But, yeah, I, I, I felt that was funny. Um, he already, He's already, you know, creating a, a competition between him and his teammates and that brotherhood. Um, but, yeah, Kendall Fuller said that uh, players are going to police themselves as it relates to, to COVID-19, you know, and for him, he said he was always going to play. Um, he said it wasn't a question for him because he's not married. He doesn't have kids, but he also said that he respects the decisions of players who say that they can't play. He respects that, you know, and in my other podcast, Talking Sports for Manny, I've said this. If a player wants to play, that they're you know let them play. If a player does not want to play for whatever the reason is, we shouldn't judge their decision for not wanting to play. Everybody has to do what's best for them and their families. And I saw um, a post on Twitter: Tredavis White from the Buffalo Bills. You know he was contemplating opting out, and then fans are calling him a coward and selfish and things of that nature. That's not right, you know his, uh I think he said somebody in his family died from COVID. So he has to do what's best for him. Now he did decide to play, but even if he didn't, man, regardless, like I said, regardless of any decision anybody wants to make, if a player doesn't want to play just because they don't want to play, that's fine. That's their decision, you know? So yeah, I'm going to just leave that there. But uh Kendall Fuller also talked about, you know, coming back to D.C., um, He's excited to be here. Um, you know, he was sad when he got traded because he actually wanted to be a Redskin. See, these are the kind of players that I like. Landon Collins wanted to be here. Kendall Filler wants to be here. So um, I'm excited for how he's going to be used. Um, he's another guy that, you know, from his uh, background and his days at Virginia Tech, His coach out there used them all over the place. You know, in college, he like he felt that it was so important to learn all the positions on the field. So, you know, he learned both corner spots while he was in school. He learned both safety spots. Um, So it's going to be cool to see how Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio uses Kendall Fuller. A lot of people say that he's just a slot corner, just like a lot of people say that Logan uh, Logan Ryan is just a slot corner. Kendall Fuller is more than just a slot corner. He can do it all. So we're going to see, man, Uh, we're going to see how he's used. I can't wait to see him on defense. He's definitely going to be one of the leaders on the floor. So I'm excited for that. I want to talk a little bit about the offensive line. So Brandon Sheriff said that, you know, in the offseason he was able to to rehab four to five days a week. And um you know, during this offseason, you know, it was tough for him. You know, he had to really work back from the injury that he had last season and then he said that once he passed his physical, um he knew that it was a testament to the work that he put in in the offseason. Um, Sheriff said that him and Morgan Moses uh, FaceTime and they go over everything. So (laughs) Morgan Moses, Redskins fans, as much as you may not like him, believe it or not, he's one of the leaders of that offensive line. Um, The only stability that we have in that offensive line is Sheriff and as well as Morgan Moses. Yes, we have a very good center. I, I understand that. But. Um, Sheriff and and Morgan Moses are the leaders of that offensive line. Uh, The center is fine. Um, I think the problem is, or the uncertainty is, what does the left side of that line look like? Who's starting to uh, uh, left tackle? Who's starting to left guard? But um, Sheriff really has to take that step as a leader and lead that offensive line because that was what Trent Williams used to do. So now that now belongs to Brandon Sheriff. And I believe that Brandon Sheriff is really going to step up as a leader and teach these young guys as much as he can. You know, uh, Sheriff also said that he hasn't changed his approach after his injuries. Uh, He's going to go all out. Um, He said that he told Ryan Kerrigan that he respects him for how he's been able to stay in the field and is talking to him about tips. So you see Brandon Sheriff a great professional trying to learn from another guy who's in a totally different um, part of uh, of football in Ryan Kerrigan. So that's just a testament to just show you how teachable and coachable uh, Brandon Sheriff is. So he's going to talk to Kerrigan to learn how has Kerrigan been able to stay on the field? What is he eating? How is he training? And that's a testament to a good leader. So I love it, man. I love that he's able to be teachable and coachable. Brandon Sheriff also said that he's not worried about the contract. Like I said earlier, um, you know, he wants to end his career here in Washington. And when I heard that for the first time and I I got really, really excited, he's another player who wants to be here. So we want players who want to be here. If you don't want to be here, then get out. You know, as much as I loved Trent Williams, when he was here, he wanted to go peace. I remember when uh, Chen Bailey wanted out and we traded him peace. I'm all about, look, if you want to be here, I'm going to rock with you. When you want to leave, you can leave. No love loss. not going to say anything negative, even though I have in the past. But, you know, we want players who want to be here. Um, Dunbar, they want to be here. And we see how that worked out. Um, I wish Dunbar the best. I hope he gets his life together. But it just goes to show you um, the culture that Ron Rivera is building here is special. I'm enjoying it. I believe that the players are also enjoying it. Um, So Brandon Sheriff, Moses, (laughs) let's see what this offensive line looks like. If this offensive line can just rise in the ranks, I know they were like at the bottom of, (laughs) of the rankings last year. If they can just rise to top 20, that's a step maybe top 17, maybe top 18, top 17, that's a step. If this offensive line is is the middle of the pack, then it's really going to bold well for the projections that I have for Haskins and my bold prediction for Terry McLaurin. So um, I'm really hoping that this offensive line can just stay healthy. That's number one, stay healthy. Number two, adopt to the system that Rivera wants and Scott uh, uh, Turner wants that's number two. And number three, just get out there and produce. Just get out there and just give it your all. And if this line gives it their all, whether it's, you know, Sadiq Charles starting at left tackle, it doesn't matter. If they give it their all, I think us, the fans, will be pleased. We just want to see progress. We just want to see these players grow. We we, we want to see these players, you know, do something positive on a positive end. This season, I hate to say it. We can't be worried about wins, (laughs) but if the wins do come great, Ron Rivera has said he's not going to chase the cheap wins. If the wins come great, what we're looking for is, is there growth? Did, did, did the players get better from last year to this year? That's what we want to see. And it's not necessarily going to come on the stats. You're going to see that more so on the field because not everything you do on the field show up in the stat book or in the stat sheet. So, guys, I'm going to wrap up with uh, some of the things that Ron Rivera said about some of the players. So Ron Rivera likes Ronald Darby's explosiveness and ability to attack the ball. He said that sometimes he gets caught up, you know, with his eyes in the backfield and needs to be more disciplined, uh, doesn't see any deterioration in his skill set. Ronald Darby's a guy when he came into the league, he was very solid for the Buffalo Bills. Then he went to the Eagles, and it was a mixed review. You know, he had good times and bad times for the Eagles. He's a guy who has great speed. Um, he's a you know has decent size for a corner. Corners are not necessarily big or in humongous like like uh, Richard Sherman, but um, he does have ability. He does have skill. It's just all about. Does he fit into this scheme? Does he fit into what Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio is trying to do? Does he mesh with this team? That's the thing. He's in a one-year contract, and this is probably going to be his last chance to literally get another contract in the NFL. If he does not pan out this season, he's going to be a one-year contract everywhere else he goes until he's faded out of the league. So with that being said, he's going to play hungry. Hopefully he's going to play desperate. He's going to play like his life depends on it. And maybe we get a very good product out of uh, uh, Ronald Darby. But we'll see, man. Uh, like I said, in Ron, I trust Ron knows what he's doing. So he knows the kind of players that he's looking for, for his team and his scheme. So we'll see what happens there. So Ron Rivera also said, uh, given Antonio Gibson, the, 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 the uh, entire list, of the playbook, um, that was not really what he was trying to do. What Ron Rivera wanted to do was to give him a portion of the list. So instead of giving him him a full list, a full um, buffet, he just kind of just gives him, you know, maybe a little bit of macaroni and cheese, a little bit of of, uh, 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 chicken, a little bit of uh, biscuit, a little bit of uh, greens or whatever. So if he's able to give Antonio Gibson, a few plays from the wide receiver uh, 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 playbook or a few plays from the running back playbook, then if he learns and masters those plays, it can really bold well then kind of like dumping a whole playbook on him when he's not going to necessarily need all of that. You know what I'm saying? So I believe this is a great approach. Um, you give him you know what he can handle for now and not overwhelm him and then as he progresses then you add more you know maybe each week you add new plays and new plays and new plays but if you give him those select plays that you want him to handle as a wide receiver and select plays as a running back because mind you yes Antonio Gibson is probably in the running back room, but he got to spend some time in the wide receiver room as well. So he's literally playing two positions and they don't want to overwhelm him with too much. So I love it. It's a great plan to kind of ease him in, just give him the plays that he needs and then add more. I wish that the last coaching group did something similar for Dwayne Haskins. But when you're a quarterback, you you literally got to learn the entire playbook. So that's different. OK, so Ron Rivera also um, he was talking about the rookies. Um, you know, he said that he's not going to count them out. He wants to see what they look like when they are in pads and everything. And um, he wants to see if they can handle the mental demands of the NFL. The, the NFL is just a tough, tough league It's a tough, tough business. And a lot of young players always say, you know, that the biggest thing for them is adjusting to the game speed you know so uh, aside from the physicalities of it the mental side of it there's also like okay this is the nfl <laughs> this is the game speed i'm playing against people that are better than me people that have the same abilities as me in the nfl everybody's good so there's not no advantage Um, like in college, you know, there's some schools that are weaker. There's some conferences that are weaker there's, you know, but in the NFL, everybody's good, even the bad teams. So, um, he wants to see what the rookies can do and he's going to give rookies equal opportunities. One thing about Ron is he's given everybody a chance to earn the job, whether you're old, whether you're young, whether you're hurt, whether you're coming back from injury, it doesn't matter. Ron is going to give everybody an equal opportunity. So Ron said that basically they are in the OTA phase right now. Then they'll move into a phase two shortly. Then they'll move into pads. Um, Once the players put on pads, then they'll know where all the guys are. So I'm excited to see some padded practices, man. I put up a post a few weeks back that I wanted to see a matchup of Chase Young and Sadiq Charles. And somebody said out of 10 snaps, Chase Young probably wins nine, and Sadiq Charles wins one. That's fine. I'd rather Sadiq Charles go against our D-line, improve, get better, and then hopefully that helps him to play other uh, defensive lines all around the league. Uh, Ron Rivera also said that Dwayne Haskins did extra things that he has asked for. Um, In addition to the training, um, he's doing his job. Uh, He believes that he deserves recognition for what he's doing. And Dwayne Haskins is a guy who went out there worked on his body. He's working on his game. Uh, You see the leadership of him grabbing his receivers and saying, hey, let's go work out. Hey, let's go work on our game. Hey, let's go work on our craft. He grabs some running backs. You see him out there with guys. So, you see him getting acclimated with his team and that's just great signs of leadership. I'm really loving what I'm seeing out of Dwayne Haskins. Hopefully, it translates to the field. Ron Rivera also said that Brandon Sheriff has been very, very good. He's been as good as advertised. Um, They have extra time to get to know him and work out uh, something long term so Ron Rivera is all about evaluating his players before he pays them and that's what he was trying to tell guys like Trent and Dunbar, but they didn't want to listen they wanted their money right away. Ron Rivera is a great evaluator of talent and he wants to see how things fit before he commits long term. Ron Rivera also said that he can envision Alex Smith participating in the quarterback competition during training camp meaning that Uh, if Alex Smith is healthy, then he is in the running for a starting position as a quarterback. But that's what Ron is supposed to say. We all know that Haskins is the quarterback. It is Haskins job to lose. Uh, But yeah, if Alex Smith is healthy, let him compete, let him compete. But um, I've said, honestly, I don't want to see Alex Smith on the field. I want to see him healthy. I want to see him think about his family, but Hey, I respect any decisions that Alex Smith makes. If he wants to play, let him play. But um, every time he does get hit, I'm really going to like cover my eyes. And, you know, that's just that's just very, very, very tough uh, for me to uh, see after what I've already seen. So Ron Rivera was discussing the opt out. And he said that um, he had a convo with Josh uh, Harvey Clemens about his decision to opt out. And, you know, it was heartfelt. He said it wasn't easy. Um, Ron Rivera also told, uh, him that he respects his decision and, um uh, who he is. And, you know, Ron Rivera is just a people's person I and mean, he's a, just a great coach. You know, you'll have people that, like I said, are talking about people's decisions. You know, everybody has a decision to make, um, it, it, it is up to us men to provide for our families and protect our families. And if another man is saying, Hey, this is how I'm going to protect my family, then Hey, By all means, do what's best for you. So I wish Josh Harvey Clemens the best. Thank you guys for all of the support. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Back Row Redskins. Also, follow me on YouTube at Talking Sports with Manny. All of my podcasts are funneled to that YouTube um, page. So... Thank you guys for the support. Uh, Be sure to like, subscribe on YouTube and as well as subscribing and uh, rating five star on Apple. Thank you guys so much. Love y'all.